there's an object taking itself to be subject. Yeah? So if you ask it a subjective question, it will throw a little wrench in its works. Yeah? Because it's, it's, it's an assumption, it's assumed that it's the subject, but if you question or look in that direction, you may find something different. Yeah? So the who am I is sort of like a, like in recovery, if uh, people get into sort of stressful situations, maybe not even a situation that's stressful, just their head is, and then they go to a prayer called the serenity prayer that produces like a manipulated pause, yeah? So that train of getting all worked up about something can be derailed pretty easy. You say, you know, God grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, which may be what's going on then, or the courage to change the things I can, and the wisdom of no difference. Beautiful little saint. Well, the who am I is like an incredible wrench to throw in the works of selfing, because the language, what's being heard in our head, assumes that we're the subject. It just takes it for granted, with really no evidence. It finds evidence by connecting subjectivity with this object of a body. So, instead of calling subjectivity subjectivity or consciousness or beingness, we call it me, which represents the identification of a body. Yeah. So, it can't dismiss the subjectivity, because that's all there is. So, what it does is it works around that impediment, which is a huge impediment, basically, because inherently we're awake. Now, many of us don't believe that, so we're not awake to being awake, but we're awake. You know, we're on, like incessant on. It's like the sun. The sun doesn't go away just because a cloud appears in front of it. It's still sunning like all the time, but it can seem, if you're in a certain position, it can seem like it's blocked off by a flimsy thing like a cloud. It doesn't take much, yeah, to block up the whole sun, but it's really based on where you're looking at it from. If you were looking at it from the sun side, you'd see the clouds, but none of those clouds would be blocking you from the sun, yeah? What gives the clouds the power to block you from the sun is your position, not the cloud. If you saw it from the sun side, it would just be this little fluffy little thing going by. But if you're on this side of the cloud and the sun's be over there, then the cloud moving in front of the sun can seemingly block you off from the sun. This is sort of like what selfing's doing. Selfing is implying that it's the sun, but it's just like an object, like a false moon. And the false moon captures the reflection of the sun and then calls itself bright. You see? It calls itself bright. It assumes the sun's qualities, but it isn't a, the sun. It's a, it's a moon. Yeah? It reflects, it gets hit by the sun because it's being seen by the sun. What you take yourself to be is an object to the sun of mind, big M mind. You're not fucking anything foreign or anything. It's seeing the presentation of you completely. Yeah. But, see, if the, if the, your uh, attention and interest is, is drawn to the moon and is sufficiently drawn to the moon, you can seemingly forget the sun. And then you'll take the sunlight to be moonlight in a way. So instead of seeing consciousness is all there is, you'll say you're conscious. Yeah. Instead of being, 
your being. And if your being, if it's the you that's being, you're mostly preoccupied with wasing and willing. I'm telling the truth. Yeah. If you take on the mantle of being, you're going to usually spend most of your attention and time in yesterday and tomorrow. You'll be wasing and willing all the time, basically. But it'll all be based on the premise that is that your being. That's the fallacy. Yeah. What you're taking yourself to be... See... This object is never going to see an object, ever. Subjectivity is looking out of this object and sees objects. But this object never saw you, ever. It never will. Never, an object has never seen another object, ever. It's the awareness that sees the object. And maybe that awareness has been pigeonholed or identified with as coming from the body, but it's not so. Because have you seen a dead body? It, you know, you may have been calling that person Uncle Fred your whole life, and then you get to see the, the and your whole life. At that time, what happened to me, when I was nine years old, yeah, when my mother, Uncle Fred died, he was a, fa- uh, a guy who used to give me money behind his back at parties, you know relative parties, so I, of course I liked him because he was paying me off. And then he passed away when I was nine and my mother took me to the, to the funeral and she wanted to walk up and say goodbye to Uncle Fred, open casket, which I wasn't that excited about, but I said, all right, sure. So my mother dragged me up there and as soon as I laid eyes on Uncle Fred, I had a direct hit that that ain't Uncle Fred. It was obvious, beyond dispute, that that was not Uncle Fred. Yeah. Now, in hindsight, I can see why I thought Uncle Fred was the body, because I was thinking about that from me as a body. See? The, the, the identification with the spirit as being an attribute of the body, yeah, was already in place, so obviously I saw you as a body, because when spirit was exhibiting itself, Happening through you, I said it was you because I was in the same predicament. Yeah, you see. So the awareness is there, being is there, consciousness is there. It cannot erase that. Well, what it does, it just claims them in a way, and then gives them. It makes them an attribute you as a body have. So all day you think you're seeing. Yeah which is correct, but you think you're seeing as the body, which is not correct. So now the object, that's this, this object that's seeing because of subjectivity, all the objects, other objects, thinks it's the subject. And it will see you, 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 but it will never see this you, it calls this you me. That's the wedding of the attributes of no thing with a thing. Yeah. All the other objects are yous, and none of those yous will ever become me, ever. <laughs> I don't care I don't care how many yous are in this room and they're looking at me just like a you. I I'm never broken, they never skip and now that's me, you know, it's you. You called Paul you. It doesn't matter eight thousand, eight hundred thousand people, I'm still gonna beg to differ and say it's me. You don't see it. You don't see the identification, yeah? You believe, not you as a, you know, 
the you believes, the you doesn't believe anything. It's the me that believes the you is doing something. The you is just a, a facilitator. You know what I mean? It's just, it's an action figure. It runs around, it has instincts to keep it dry, dri- driven, and it's seeking to get shelter, food, all that time. All the time. And it's going to hop and pop until one day it passes away, and that'll be the end of it. Yeah? But, What's so is always so. And it's right in front of our nose and we never recognize it because we keep thinking its attributes are our attributes. What a great way to hide something in plain sight. Just call it yours. (laughs) So now instead of consciousness, you know, maybe you think consciousness is all there is, but that's not people's experience or interpretation. It's like they believe they can be more conscious and less conscious. But if consciousness is all there is, where do you get the less and more out of it? It's all there is is consciousness, but there's a little less consciousness over here, and there's a whole lot more over there. That's it's just it's insane. It's an insane idea. But the identification is tricky. So this object because it's being enlivened by subjectivity. Subjectivity is no thingness, awareness, yes? Whatever you want to call it. That subjectivity is moving through this little camera location, yet the camera keeps saying it's the one that's seen. It's sort of like the telescope facilitates the scientists to look up at the stars, but then when the scientist leaves, it thinks it's the one that's looking at the stars, and in that case, all it can see is the past because it can only base its looking on what was once looking when the, the scientist was behind it, yeah? That's what happens. That's the whole thing with the Course in Miracles a lot. They talk about you see only the past. So if you're seeing only the past and there is no past, you're basically seeing nothing all day. <laughs> and you're making a whole lot out of it. <laughs> So some people experience, like in recovery, we have a big thing called resentment. Everyone gets them, you know, getting mad at somebody for threatening you what you want or stopping you from getting what you want, whatever. So a resentment is perfectly stated in Latin. It's re means to do again, and sent is to sentere is to feel. So it's a re-feeling. Hey, guess what? Everything's re-feeling. Everything's rethinking. Everything is re, 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 re. We're running totally on memories here. And like you sent me that paper that time that said, hey, every time you try to remember something, all you remember is a memory of it. You can never go back to what happened because it didn't. <laughs> it actually didn't happen. Or, or maybe you can say it did happen, but it isn't happening now, which to me says it's not happening. Because all there is is now, right? So, I don't care how much you thought it happened, you can't even go back there, or you can get back to as a memory of it. Yeah. Where do the memories reside in the mental state? Where does they say the problem is in AA? It says it centers in the mind. Yeah, exactly. What's helping you remember all day is the language that we're speaking, because we're speaking an object, it's objects speaking a subjective language. I did this, I did that. If I describe just damaging the knee, or having the injury of the knee, I say, I hurt my knee. Like, I went out in the water with a hammer, and I just waited for the right big wet, boom, boom, boom. 
<laughs> you know what I mean? Like it sounds like I had a lot to do with it, right? I hurt my knee. Or you're growing your hair. <laughs> oh, I know. I'm doing a good job. I'm so proud of it. I'm so proud of my hair. I've joined a hair growing group and it grows faster with others. It's great. You should join. You know, it sounds like I have something to do with something I have nothing to do with, doesn't it? It's just an innocent statement, but you see the underlying reinforcement of a fallacy. That you're the doer of every freaking thing. That you're the seer, and you're not. How hard did you work at seeing today? Do you have any lulls when you're a little tired of seeing? Around one o'clock I usually get tired. I've just seen way too much. Sort of exhausting after all. How much I've seen today? I've seen a whole fucking lot. It's exhausting. It's a, I have nothing to do with it, do I? If I have my eyes open, I don't care if I swore to the, the God of all gods I wasn't going to see a bird fly by. If one flies by, I'm going to see it. <laughs> I have no... It's like I, I have no say in the matter. You know when you, get, you wake up in the morning? It's just amazing, isn't it? You're in some dream, and it's suddenly great. And what happens? Did you get tired of seeing at one, two, three? Do you have to take a break? I, I cannot see fucking anymore today. I've just seen way too much. I'm exhausted. Then in hearing, combine it with the hearing, I'm exhausted. I heard like 800,000 sounds today. That's a lot of work. <laughs> when has it been difficult? Never. If there was eight zillion pairs of eyes, there will be eight zillion scenes. There's no quantity to all there is. It's not going to run out. If there's too many humans on the planet, the last few won't get consciousness. Of course, it doesn't matter. You can have one or eight hundred zillion people. If there's a camera for it to move through, it will move through. We stopped at this little waterfall today. It was an incredible pisser. If you stop at anywhere, you know, there's so much going on. So we're sitting there, and I've been there before, and there's hummingbirds. And then we see these freaking crawdaddies in the woods. So we said, how did a crawdaddy get here? Because they had to fall down this little waterfall. And then we look around, and then suddenly a crawdaddy appears right on the ground here. And then we start seeing all these crawdaddies. Like little crayfish. I don't know what they are. They look like miniature lobsters. And suddenly it's abounding in crawdaddies. You're going, what the hell? I would have walked by here without imagining there was a crawdaddy in this freaking place. What's, what's calling the tune? Mind. Like they say in physics, the greatest influence of any experimenter experiment is the observer of it or another statement observation distorts what's observed what are we I would say we're less the observed than more the observation isn't it now to me where she says is observation I see observed and vice versa and so when she looks at me she distorts what I am, and actually probably sees it a lot clearer than when I call it me. <laughs> Just like, you know, they put me... I went into a drug and alcohol program for two years because if I'm managing my own life, I manage myself into having to be managed by others. 
That's what happens out there. I was in, it was getting to be a habit, getting supervised unintentionally, <laughs> involuntarily. So, I went into this program for two years, lived there, 85 to 87. And I didn't like who they were, and I didn't like a lot of their way they did things and stuff, but I had to begrudgingly admit when I finally graduated that my life was better with them running it than it ever did with me running it. Because they never saw me as a me. They saw me as a you. And they were very clear what the you was, which was a junkie. Yeah? Now, I was constantly in a state of begging to differ because as soon as they looked at me, that's how I saw it. I said, I don't belong here. These aren't my peeps. I should <laughs> But I was exactly, exactly in the right place for the you. But the me was very disturbed how I was being treated. <laughs> because don't they see who I am? <laughs> they saw exactly what I was. It was I'm the one who's deluded. <laughs> I'm the one who thinks I'm special. <laughs> I have to have a certain care, basic care. But they treated me like all these other junkies had gone there, and it worked just as it did miracles for me. I swear to God, they managed my life so much better than I ever did. And they had two years of it, which is a nice little test or an experiment. This has to break into your head sooner or later. You have to, you know, you got to come to some basic conclusions. If you and I are giving everything all the meaning it has, if the greatest influence of any experiment is the observer of it, if all observation distorts the observed, if you and I give all the meaning it has, and da, 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 it's inferring or implying that you're it. Yeah? If you hear the statement, you and I give everything all the meaning it has, it's very comprehensive. It uses the word everything and all. <laughs> you know, it's not giving you any room to wiggle out of. It says you and I are giving everything, everything, this is a thing, this is a thing, you and I are giving everything all the meaning it has. Well, the meaning this has been given is me. The meaning that's been given is me. Me, 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 me. Yeah? That's the bondage of self. We've, the attributes of awareness or nothingness have been in incredibly, insanely wedded to a thing. Now you believe you're the thinker. You believe you're the doer. You're the believe you're the feeler. When all there is is doing, feeling, thinking. That's the whole difference. The whole difference in life is one view, life's happening. Another view, life's happening to me. Thoughts, my thoughts. One lends to heaviness, my thoughts. The other one lends to lightness, thoughts. Feelings, my feelings. Feelings lend to lightness. My feelings lend to heaviness. Problems, my problems. Problems lead to lightness. You're going to probably, something's going to happen and you'll see, hey, even the worst thing that ever happened can be seen as the best thing in a little bit of time. Yeah? It's just, it's the act. This is just an activity that's going on. It's not like you and I have ever been bound. It didn't happen one day at a certain time in a certain place. 
and we're looking for like that spiritual locksmith to, un- to open the key, to give us the key, and then we'll be freed. It's an activity. Yeah? Your head's either leaning one way or the other. If it's leaning in the ident- act of being identified, it's taking thought seriously. And if it's taking thought seriously, it's totally, totally drenched in time. And now its idea of being okay is I will be okay. It's always delayed, always delayed. I will, I will wake up after I do all this meditation. I will finally arrive if I work hard enough. You are always written to every one of your freaking scripts. This is an inherent state that we have fell back into, basically. Because it's so ordinary and it's so here, we can't recognize it because it's never been absent. It's sort of like if I, when I was born, someone put a hand on my shoulder and never took it off, I wouldn't know that thing was there. And I'd have a lot of effects that I'd have to write stories about. So I'd say, oh yes, gravity's pushing down this one and this and that, and I'd have to get you know, shirts made specially and longer sleeves for this one or whatever. And there were tons of ideas of why it's like that. And I wouldn't have a clue what was really going on. But when it lifted, I would know it by its absence. When it lifted, I would realize, Jesus, there was like a four-pound hand on my shoulder since I was born. You know, it would be all the story would be just gone. That was it. Yeah, I would know the problem from the solution. The solution was when it lifted, I realized, oh, that was the problem. Yeah, the whole idea of bondage of self is truly, truly recognized when you're not bonded to self. And I'm telling you, ultimately, inherently, at all times, with no requirement necessary, you are not bonded to self. It's nothing that has to be undone. It just had all the doing just has to be seen through. Because it's doing, 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 but it can never done. It's, it's assuming, assuming, seemingly, 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 but it all rests on you. Seemingly... The reality of illusion is seemingly so. And the word seemingly means it appears to be true or false to us. So everything relies on us. Yeah? What we are is the only reality there is. What we are is the only reality. When something seems real, it's because you feel it's real. Yeah? Isn't it so? You can have a huge problem yesterday... And then the next day it's not a problem, and then the next day it's a problem again. What did it transform into its opposite? Or it was more based on you? Everything is based on you. Not the you as the body, not the you or not the me, but the you. What we truly are is real. That state of being is real. That incessant onness you can feel, you may think it's you that you're feeling, but that thing that produces a generation when it reverberates on the, in the body, that's you. You can rest there. Not have, an, not have an experience you infrequently fall into or believe you did something you arrive at, but have it be a state, a state of mind where you're resting there. And then that idea of surrendering and taking it back, and then you're surrendered. Yeah? Then the idea that, oh, 
you know, the pause. It's an infrequent event. You live in the pause. It's familiar to you. You can rest there. Anytime, at all times, during the day, any day. You go back to it every night in deep sleep. You start getting familiar with that point, that state. Brings about nice results here. You travel lighter. You don't take yourself so seriously, nor others. Thank God. If I believe half the shit people call me up and talk to me about, fuck, I'd need therapy. <laughs> Literally. I mean, but I see it as not happening. It's just amazing. <laughs> I mean, the solution, seriously, the solution is prior to the bondage. Yeah. It's before, not after. After is just going to lead to the slinky movement of solution, problem, solution, problem. The solution is prior to the bondage. From this point of view, the bondage can only reach the level of seemingly so. To you. So if you're sitting here, it's much harder for it to convince you of what it's implying to be happening there. Yeah. So you see the formation of self, instead of looking from it all the time, you now see it. And the selfing can only appear to be so. It cannot be so. Because what's looking is what's so. What you and I are is what's so. What you and I are taking ourselves to be is appearing to be so to what we are. I'll say it again if I can remember you and I are what's so. What we're not is appearing to be so to what's so. That's what's going on. This isn't being forced on us. We're totally in cahoots with it. We don't need a savior because we've never been lost. We don't need to be liberated from anything. We need to be liberated from the need to be liberated. You don't need to get into the moment. Just realize you can't be out of the moment. No matter what your head's saying, how in the moment you are, that's not true. It's all happening in the moment. It's, it's judging you for not being in the moment enough is what's happening in the moment. Nothing escapes what's happening in the moment. Nothing. Nothing escapes it. All our meanderings in time, we've never left. <laughs> it's just a mind-boggling. Isn't it incredible, really? You feel like you're on this giant train of self-will, and you, if you snap to, you're always at the same station. You never got on any fucking train. <laughs> Ever. If you, if you did, you'd have to travel to get back. You know what I mean? You come to and I'm 800 miles away. No, you wake up and you're right back in where you've always been. But now you're aware of it. That's the fun. So this is about being awake to being awake. You're inherently awake. We're all awake. But being awake to it here is fun. Yeah. It may become the source of your happiness. And therefore it's truly reliable because it ain't going anywhere. It may be your beloved. And it's, it's easy, easy, easy to sort of swoon it because it's always available at all times right where you are. 
It produces exactly what you hope for through its own reliability. You can rest. You can relax. There's no vigilance. You don't have to build a fortress around it. You don't have to have, you know, an in, you know, incubated space so there's never a sound so you can always be at peace. No. It can be loud, but you're not. It can be quiet, and you are. It's a simple invitation. I'm already obsolete. Obsolete for me. I'm totally obsolete. <laughs> I just enjoy, I have it by giving it away. Like they say in the Course of Miracles, the greatest way to learn is by giving it, by, the greatest way to learn is uh, by teaching it, yeah. I don't call it teaching, but I give, I give it away, and that's how we have it. That's the whole thing of recovery. You give it away, and that's how you have it. This is exactly right. I have an intimation of what's moved through this caucus all these times, that these all these thoughts. I've gone to the most meetings ever, and I've never showed up. But I've been at every meeting I've ever given. That's a lot of meetings. (laughs) Thank God I never was there. Because then I sense, and the amazing thing is, it's trippy as hell. One of, the, one of the constants of all the shares is whatever physical condition I'm in at the time, emotional, mental, circumstantial, financial, all of them, none of them are real at all for the time during the share. The pain in the knee isn't grabbing any attention. Nothing, nothing. It's, and it's batted a thousand in all of these examples it's never failed. No matter how steeply I was engaged in some outside circumstance, it was erased. And after a time, having this happen so much, I realized, how could it be real if it doesn't seem to be so quickly? That's something that seems so pressing, having no influence at all, while some events going on, shows me it's unreality, it's emptiness. It doesn't have any juice other than the juice I give it. If that juice gets taken up into an event like this, it's not feeding yesterday and tomorrow. It's not feeding the knee. It's not feeding my, my emotional, romantic, financial condition at all. It's like it never happened. Because in fact, it never did happen. It's always happening. I'm conjuring up, or I've lost interest in it, so I'm not conjuring up. Nothing goes, there is no real thing that came and went. They're just possibilities. Your beacon, your antenna, based on the condition, is what you're going to, that's going to dictate what you receive. If you're in love with self and you're identified with that, you're going to get K-Paul all day. You're going to be buying golden oldies and listening to golden oldies and shit like that, dressing like you think you were when the ba da ba ba. You know what I mean? Or, if not, if, if, some, if you're interested or keen on something else, that will also transmit. You'll receive and transmit. You're both, you're both events. You're a receiver and a transmitter. See what station you're plugged into. You'll know the tree by its fruits. You know, if something's based on hoping and wishing and planning to be okay, 
To me, that's a failed system. If you're okay and there you don't need to have any plans, that's a working system. Yeah? You don't need... Only a failed system needs rationalization, excuses, and blame. A working working system doesn't have any excuses for not doing doing its job. It's doing its job. Yeah? It doesn't need to blame anyone for stopping it from doing its job. It's doing its job. It's only a failed system that has excuses, rationales, and blames. It's like a march with one person. You only have one person in it. Pick up all those non-duality books. Trudge, 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 trudge. Get to the next retreat. Oh, I missed one before. I better double up with a silent one too. I'm going to become a non-self as a self. It's very difficult to talk with a self who's trying to be a non-self. It takes them like 30 minutes to get to the real problem. All they want to do is, my girlfriend's leaving me. But no, there is no girlfriend. There's no need for her to leave. On and on. I say, just fucking take a shit. Hurry up. (laughs) Why was so scary about that? It's just an emotion. Not yours. Why are you trying to defend against it so much? (laughs) You're just a a station. Tons of trains are coming through all day. <laughs> so, any questions tonight? I'm so happy to see you too. You're doing all right, honey. Yeah, yeah. Get kindness and drama in the world. Yeah, yeah. Trying to address. Yeah. So it's it's just and and oh, big epiphany. <laughs> It was, it was a mess. I was obsessive, like, not sleeping and stuff. Because um, I was trying to deal with, with other people's problems. That was the big driver at first. And then it became my problem. And, uh, the, big, the big epiphany was like, oh, I'm in it for the drama. And kind of meaning, like, that's, like, the I. Like, that's, that's why I is in the, written into the, the story for the, yeah, the dramatic yeah. effect. But remember, and that's not you at all. Right, right. Well, well no, I didn't. I didn't mean. I didn't feel that. That that epiphany felt like. Oh, that's. Yeah. That's why I'm in it for the dramatic effect. Like, with, in not a bad way. It was just like, yeah. why, 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 why does consciousness even project as an identity in the first place? And it's like. Not, not that there's any real reason or underlying reason, but it creates a dramatic effect. Like when you read a book and... For sure. Yeah, you know, like... It makes a good movie. Yeah, it makes a good movie. Yeah. If we... If, if, the, if every movie was seen through and you clapped for the screen... <laughs> well, the movie goes on for entertainment. But it's not meant to be taken so seriously. <laughs> Well, the, the selfing is always looking for relevance. Yeah. It gets a lot of relevance at drama. It gets a lot of relevance in a lot of ways. 
it's attracted to the boredom that looks exciting. Well, it's pretty boring, really. And it just, as long as it gets a pale reflection of itself, it's, it's in. Yeah, because the moon is weak. So it has to constantly look for other surfaces to get a reflection of itself. And this is how what happens here a lot. Yeah, in our little engagements and things, where basically everyone I see is me. <laughs> you know, I'm just laying a meeting on them before I even meet anyone. I don't think I've ever met anyone cleanly. Yeah, the head has an idea, and all you're seeing is you, really, in a different version. So you're like, you're like the selfing's trying to live in a house of full of mirrors. Yeah, and drama keeps it. Yeah, it's a lot of stuff. It's just, what can you do? It's just, it's a mental process. And, the difference is they hear it, not listen to it, yeah? Hearing it is a given. You're awake, so you're conscious. So if something arises, it may make a note on your screen. But listening to it is intent. Listening is different. Yeah, that's what gets you engaged. So it's sort of like stepping out of the mirror, you lose the magical realm, and then you enter here. And part of being here is you forget that. Yeah? You forget that there's another possibility at all times right now. That's part of this place, is you forget that, yeah? And then you constantly keep that forgetting in place by remembering self, you know, remembering yourself as a body all day, and everyone else is also, and all the magazines and everything else is constantly pointing to you, 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 you as a body, yeah? So it's like a, the reinforcement is all over the place, yeah? The language, every, every thought that we hear up in our head takes you as a body. You know? So it can be pretty strong. That's why it's good to have satsang. Because the repetition, if you get familiar with it, it doesn't take much. You just come in the room sometimes and it triggers you to acknowledge that with that was being under-addressed, so to speak. Yeah? You would get caught up in everything. You never are caught up but the head. But it's nice to come in here and then we remind it, oh, yeah. And a little bit of this goes a long way out here. Yeah? A little bit of it goes a long way. If you do a lot of it, you may blow it, I feel. But if you do it a little bit and have faith in mind and go out and entertain, it'll bring, it'll, you'll become the leavening agent in your own life. You'll bring the, the leavening into it. You won't have to be looking. You'll be bringing it in. Like we were in a recovery meeting, and in recovery they have sets of principles, yeah? So it says, uh, practicing these principles in all your affairs. So when I first came in AA, you know, I saw that statement, the only thing I could do was limit my affairs, because I couldn't practice, there was already a set of principles that were being practiced in me already, and it weren't the recovery's principles, so I limited my affairs. And then after a while, I started getting the idea. And then people would, a lot of times, they practice the principles after the shit happens. So it's like a CSI or whatever that forensic. They, they go over and they go, oh, I was selfing then. Is that? But it's already too late. It's just like, it's like, <laughs> you know, the collision happened. But now you have all the chalk marks. Why <laughs> everyone did everything. But it still seemed to happen. But over time, hopefully, the principles now are there before an affair, and during the affair, and after the affairs. Yeah? 
And I don't mean like horizontal affairs, because if you're practicing the principle, you may not be in an affair to begin with. But you know what I mean? But you know what I mean? So now the principle is there, so it's sort of like you, you can put get all the highfalutin, high tech helmets and all the the sammy whites that you had because you're always inevitably going to end up in the hallway of shit and fans, you now see the sign and you don't go there. Yeah? This is called the art of living. So you and this idea comes in and then maybe it's just an understanding it comes later after the shit hits the fan, but if it keeps being entertained, it can find root, yes, root, and then it will be there prior to stuff, during the stuff, and after the stuff. Now that's, that's, that is, that is a incredible, valuable influence. Because now, a lot of, a lot of shit gets aborted. It never even finds fruition. It never leaves the seed stage in, and turn into germination. Because you're the soil, you're the light, you're the rain. You're the water, you're bringing it in to expression, or you're not bringing it into expression, and it matters where, what you're, what's, what you're being led by, what's directing you. If selfing is directing you, it's always you're always arriving at the scene of the crime as if you're an observer of it. You don't see your participation in any fucking thing. You think things are happening to you, and if you're off this, fall, da 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 da, you're totally lost. Totally. There's no power in that view. You're on the consequential level, you're getting whacked, and you, you don't even know where it's coming from, and you never follow back that the, the punches are coming from you. <laughs> it's like that movie Fight Club, where at the end, he's thinking he has that guy, he's always fighting, and at the end he sees a surveillance camera, it's himself punching himself, and then he wakes up, oh, Jesus Christ, <laughs> it was me all along, yes! <laughs> Hallelujah! <laughs> and then in the worldly stuff the principle of thy will be done is very helpful thy will be done so get out of the outcome business and just suit up and show up like we say in recovery and let go of the results you don't even let go of the results you just place them somewhere else which is in a power greater than you which I believe we are, but let's say we, we need a middle man, so it's, it's all right, a power greater than me, and turn it over there. That helps a lot with the yeah. dramas in the world and stuff, and how to manage and you know uh, navigate here. Without that, that's what AA provides for me. And I was with a lot of some of the girlfriends I've had have been very, very highly evolved, so to speak. But they didn't have that principle, so they were up at night fretting and worrying while I was snoring away, and I was just sleeping like a baby, <laughs> because I just felt like I'm, gonna, I'm taking care of without much evidence, you know what I mean? <laughs> I still, to this day, feel like I'm taking care of If I look deeper into something, I should be scared. <laughs>
So giving yourself up to something bigger or sort of trusting that things will happen. Yeah. I get that, and sometimes I have moments where that is unfolding, but there's a lot of planning. Planning is fine, just let go of the outcome. The outcome. In other words, not don't look ahead and see, oh, this is going to bring me that. Or this. Just plan. It's not you. Some people are planners and some aren't. Good for, I'll put your own words back in your mouth because you haven't said it. It struck me when I heard you say it a long time ago. The heart pumps, the eyes, all they do is see, the ears, they just hear, the brain, it says it's the most important thing. Exactly. That's right. It's an organizing principle. It's trying to make sense out of this event. Yeah? So the best way is to have you the center of the world. But it's gone overboard. It's not healthy, is it? People are too absorbed in themselves. And it's producing a lot. It's like a Petri dish for a lot of weird mutations of neuroses and weird shit goes on. You know, they said, first when they came up with mental illness, there was like 10 they identified, now they have like 500 named. The mental state's constantly giving name to form, and that is the whole event. Yeah? You learn about trees, do you ever see a tree again? You know, someone gives you a name, someone can name every fucking tree. I bet you they're not seeing the tree anymore. You know, you lose yourself... Name and form is the first movement of the selfing, in a way. In old Hinduism, they talk about it. The first thing after consciousness gets, let's say, adulterated by this place, yes? The first thing the head starts doing is giving name to form. So you get called me, yeah? That gets called you. Car's a car, this and that, that and that. And you don't understand... Everything gets nuded in a way. The, it's like the life is taken out of it. Yeah, have you had that? Someone, let's say my family, and it happens in a lot of families. Let's say you're the bad, the black sheep in the family. Yeah. So, and then let's say you go through a transformation, but you go home years later, and years for years they'll keep seeing you as that kid who was getting arrested. Yeah. It's just they you've been given a name by them in a way, and that's, you know, you're a fucking drug addict, whatever. And sometimes it changes, sometimes it doesn't, but a lot of people get stuck in the name and form, obviously. They don't see the transformative power in things here, because they're stuck on the form, yeah, and the name. And you know what happens, as Jesus says, as you judge, so shall you be judged. Well, that's the case. You know, if I pigeonhole you, I'm pigeonholed also. Yeah? Yeah. Just let this message in. You have, you have, you have, you have. And that's all. Have faith in it. This is the one thing you can have faith in, I swear. Yeah? You don't have to marshal thoughts to go check it out, because that will only neuter it. Just let it in. Spiritual subpoena has been served. You'll get a message in the mail calling you to a court of light where all your fucking transgressions will be annulled. And you'll see how invested you are in that. Talk about the drama. Fucking, the drama is, is minor compared to being right about yourself. <laughs> you know, you think you have opinions of a lot of people? Guess what? <laughs> the most 
most cemented opinions are about you. <laughs> you'll have hundreds and hundreds of events that tell you you're not that, and you'll still stubbornly believe you are. <laughs> That's the biggest hook you get let off of, is your own, I swear. That's the biggest hook right there. You get let off your own. When you see it's not you, a lot, a lot of okayness comes in, you know? You're not hold it. You're not held to such high standards. Yeah, you just see it's, you just see things in a much different, much more uh, compassionate light without trying to be compassionate, you know? You just see all the, th- all the sins that you feel you have were never committed by what you are, ever. Does that make it okay when people get you wrong? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, why not? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> well, the you know, world, how could they not get you wrong? You're yeah, getting exactly. yourself wrong. <laughs> They're just compounding the wrongness you have already. I could stay here a while. I like these pillows here. <laughs> this is very comfortable. Do all my talks like this. Thank you, my friends. I really appreciate everyone coming. It's been such a nice day. A good friend of mine, Monique, comes in.